Welcome to the inner room, a space where we ponder the inner movements of our heart to find God by finding examples and instructions in daily scripture readings. The emotions in our hearts can help us or hinder us in our spiritual journey. Open your heart, explore your emotions, and align thoughts and emotions with God's plans for you. When we learn to feel and align our emotions, we advance in our prayer life by loving more deeply, remaining in peace more often, and finding courage for the journey of life. My name is Sofia Fonseca de Niño, and a big shout out to my son Marco Niño, producer of this podcast. Sit back or walk with us. You are most welcome here. Friends, the Solemnity of Corpus Christi is one of the most beautiful feasts of the year. It is celebrated on Thursday as a way to symmetrically parallel Holy Thursday, the day of the institution of the Eucharist, which falls before Easter. And here we have Corpus Christi after Trinity Sunday, after Pentecost, when we have been instituted as a new church by the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And what do we celebrate today? That that body and that blood of Christ, which is our salvation, because it's what Jesus says, if you do not eat of my body and drink of my blood, you will not have life in you. And that is what causes division at his time such that many people leave him. And Jesus turns to us, to you and me, and says, will you also leave me? And we say, no, not only do we not leave you, but we take the body and the blood of Christ through the streets in recognition that we want to be sprinkled as the Jewish people did in the Day of Atonement in Yom Kippur, that Moses is sprinkling the people with blood, that now sacramentally we receive that same blessing, that same consecration by the blood and body of Christ. And that we receive it through the streets. I miss those processions in Spain so much. And it's when all the first communicants would come behind the Eucharist and sing hymns. I remember from my own first communion what a glorious day that was. The readings for today are poignant, friends. We have to take notice that the church gives us first Moses in the book of Deuteronomy. Talking about receiving manna, knowing that it's affliction to be hungry and to be in the desert. Have you ever thought about that? That was one of my meditations today. To imagine 40 years in the desert. No vegetation, no water, no signs of life. And it's not one day or 40 days, or one year or 40 days. No, we are talking about something that is a lifetime. Where there would have been births and weddings and deaths 40 years with more than 100,000 people walking through the desert, friends. And how do you feed people in a desert where there is no vegetation? The Lord provided manna from the desert. The Lord provided such that after that hunger for God, we sometimes are tested and afflicted, says the book of Deuteronomy, in order to be ready to be fed. So we have that beautiful description of that process of longing fulfilled by the manna, by the bread, by the precursor of the, of the bread that Jesus would institute in the uh, Holy Eucharist. 
What does Moses say to the people, friends? He says, remember how for 40 years now the Lord your God has directed all your journeying in the desert. Can you imagine again? There are dunes, you go to sleep under a tent, under scorching sun, and you just journey. And there's no signposts, and you don't know if you're going in circles, and you don't know how you're following except by the stars. There's nothing around you to guide you except God was their column of fire at night and there was a column of smoke in the day and the Lord created signposts for them to say follow me I will take you safely home I will take you to that promised land that is a word for us today sisters and brothers that the Lord will feed us we then hear the words that Jesus says when he's tempted in the desert not by bread alone does one live, but by every word that comes forth from the mouth of the Lord. That Jesus would pick that in the temptations in the desert himself. What a poignant thing that Jesus would pick the same words in the same location. And that those words are repeated today for us in the solemnity of Corpus Christi. That we take that word of God and it is food for us, friends. And not only food for us, but it is also the way in which we defend ourselves from the guiles of the enemy. And we get a little glimpse from Moses about the land that they're walking through. Not only have they been traumatized by the slavery years where they normalized being abused, but now they are in a vast and terrible desert, he says. And there's descriptors then about what it contains that are not very welcoming. We have serpents and scorpions, parched and waterless ground. Friends, the Lord is going to now feed us the new manna. And just like Moses strikes the rock, there is living water. The Lord now gives us his blood. The response for us then is with Psalm 147. Praise the Lord, Jerusalem. We glorify the Lord for he has strengthened the bars of our gates and blessed our children. He's granted us peace in our borders. With the best of wheat, he fills us. The Eucharist, friends. He sends forth his command to the earth. He has proclaimed his word to Jacob his statutes and his ordinances to Israel. Friends, we say, praise the Lord Jerusalem. That's why we take the host in the processions through the street, because we want the cities to say, praise the Lord. The church gives us then 1 Corinthians chapter 10. Brothers and sisters, the cup of blessing that we bless is not a participation in the blood of Christ. The bread we break, is it not a participation in the body of Christ? Because the loaf of bread is one, we though many are one body. That is Paul reminding us that we ourselves are that body of Christ that is going to help others through our word, through our example, through bringing the kingdom there for the, for the people that surround us to partake of the Lord's kingdom. And we have then the wonderful John chapter 6 where we see the Lord Jesus saying to the Jewish crowds 
I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. And the bread that I will give you is my flesh for the life of the world. And friends, people, as a result of hearing this, are quarreling. How can this man give us his flesh to eat? Just as we have a very uncanny description of a desert that we can normalize, and it is, as Moses says, terrible. Here, we can normalize that Jesus saying, eat of my body is a normal thing because for us that's normal today. It wasn't, and it caused quarreling, and it caused division, and it caused rejection, and it caused abandonment. And we have then the Lord reminding us, whoever eats of my bread, of my body, and of my, drinks of my blood, and remains in me and I in him, will have life. This is the bread that came down from heaven. Unlike your ancestors who ate and still died, whoever eats this bread will live forever. Friends, the solemnity gives us access to heavenly bread. We, in this sojourning of the desert of our own life, wake up every day and have available to us manna from heaven. We have available to us the bread and the wine that become Jesus' very own body and blood. And this atonement that the Lord did on the cross, this sacrifice that ended all the other animal sacrifice in the temple, this new covenant that the Lord institutes so that we no longer have to bring goats or pigeons to the temple which was the practice of the time and that in the readings of those that wrote you can understand that the temple before it was seen actually it was smelled because it was a sort of slaughterhouse there were all of these animals that were brought and killed so that the blood would be sprinkled especially on the day of atonement on Yom Kippur when the priest actually went into the Holy of Holies but Jesus dying on the cross and having the veil of the temple torn shows us that we've entered into a new reality that although we base everything in our faith on the Jewish faith, the Lord has instituted a new way. He has given us a new Passover, the Passover of his body and his blood. And so we don't celebrate it the same way that it was celebrated before because Jesus gave us a new way. He gave us a new covenant. He gave us new words. And he completed the work. No more temple sacrifice was needed. Tetelestai, it is finished. He accomplishes the work of our salvation and we receive the sprinkling of that blood over our lives, over our families, over our workplaces, over our nations, so that the Lord will reign supreme, so that all of us will hunger and thirst for the body and the blood of Jesus Christ. So that is our prayer today on this wonderful solemnity, that Jesus will be the King of our lives in that his body and his blood 
will be what feeds us and everyone in our bloodline for generations to come. In Jesus' name, amen. Hello, this is Sofia Fonseca de Niño, and I welcome you to this inner room. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under the inner room, Emotions in the Bible. And we would love to hear your questions, your ideas, or your comments. Thank you for joining us today.